0: You're listening to the Ruby on Rails podcast. You're listening to episode 489. I'm your co-host, Brittany Martin. With me today is Elise Schaefer. Elise is a trans woman and staff software engineer who loves Ruby and Ruby on Rails. She's worked on backend services, consumer electronics, and DevOps. Elise has been working with Ruby for the last 14 years. She's previously hosted the Pittsburgh Code and Supply podcast, spoken at meetups, and she organized the Trans Issues panel at the last year's RubyConf mini. She also enjoys cycling, cooking, reading, and most importantly, puns. Listeners, today is a very special episode. On September 26th, I hit my five-year anniversary of hosting the Ruby on Rails podcast. What an amazing five years it has been. I am, however, announcing my retirement from the show. Elise will be taking over as the main host of the show, and I couldn't be more excited. Today's episode is going to be a little bit of reflection, maybe a little bit of tears, answering some questions you likely all have, and of course, getting to know Elise.
1: Thanks, Brittany, for that wonderful intro. I think I speak for the whole audience when we say we are sad to see you go, but also excited for what you're going to do next. Can we kind of start maybe with a little bit of the journey of the Ruby on Rails podcast and from the time you took it over until now and just kind of what that was like from your perspective?
0: Absolutely. This is actually one of my favorite topics because it's a good lesson in if you want something, ask for it. I came onto the five by five Ruby on Rails podcast as a co-host when Kyle Daigle was hosting the show. He mentioned that he was looking for co-hosts. So something compelled me to reach out. I'd only been doing Ruby for a couple of years, tons of imposter syndrome, but I really loved consuming and learning from podcasts. So I reached out and offered to come on as a co-host. My first episode was episode 228. It was titled From the Ashes, which is just a great title. And that was published on July 25th, 2017. I recorded a few more episodes with Kyle, but then the show went on a long hiatus So during that hiatus, I reached out to him and asked if he had any plans on bringing back the show. I knew he was super busy at the time, so I actually offered to take over. And a couple weeks later, he reached back out and said yes. And so jump forward to episode 245. This was September 26, 2018. And that's when I debuted as the main host with the episode How I Got My First Polar Quest into Rails with Nick Schwatterer. So then I hosted the podcast as an interview show for a few years and doing a very lackluster job as an editor. In 2021, I inquired with 5 by 5 about taking the podcast independent. They agreed. And so I ported the podcast to a new hosting platform and took the opportunity to bring on new co-hosts. So that's Brian, Nick, and Gemma, as we all know. Paul is an editor. And then I rebranded, which was absolutely brilliant, to the Ruby on Rails podcast. The last couple of years have absolutely been some of the smoothest, thanks to my co-host, the great guests, and of course, Paul.
1: That's awesome. I can say as someone who listens to podcasts that you've been a great host, and you've had some pretty amazing guests. You've also introduced us to members of the community that we might not have otherwise heard from, so that's been great. I think the main question that a lot of people probably have is why are you stepping down and why now? So
0: to put it succinctly, I absolutely just think it's time. Five years is a really long time. The show has been such a gift. It is a long-running podcast. I think it's about 12 years old. And it is important to me that it goes to someone who is actively in the Ruby and Rails community like yourself. As the listeners know, I've been focused on engineering management and less on the coding side.
1: Yeah, I think that makes sense. And it's very understandable. So you're focused on engineering management. Can you talk about, like, are you going to be involved in... The Ruby community going forward? like What's kind of next for you?
0: That's such a good question. I have always looked for jobs that have Rails in the tech stack, and I don't see myself getting away from that anytime soon. What's next for me is I want to get to director of engineering. I think I've been very opaque with the listeners about that, and I need to take some time to figure out how I want to go about that. I'm actually going to be running for president of my roller derby league. So if I win that, which I'm going to go on record and say, I think I'm going to get it. That's definitely going to take some time. (laughs) If anybody has ever been a president of a small sports league, you know that it is a lot of work. I've actually become really fascinated with the idea of coming up with a physical product and launching it. I don't know anything about that space and I really want to learn about it. So listeners, if you have any resources that you want to send my way, like I am very interested. And then the last thing I'm going to tease out there, I don't have any plans for it, but like, who knows, maybe I'll start another podcast one day.
1: So physical products is like an interesting kind of area to go into. Is there like a particular type of physical product that you would be interested in working on or industry maybe?
0: Yeah, I've been thinking about this because I work at Shogun, which is an e-commerce page builder. So I get to see a lot of these really amazing big commerce and Shopify websites. And I'm like, wait a minute, these people are doing it. Why can't I? And what I'm currently doing right now is looking at my entire life, because I believe that you should launch a physical product that you care about. It's got to be something that you use yourself. And so like, what kind of problems do I currently face as someone who is actively trying to grow their hair out, recovering from an ankle injury, active crossfitter, active roller derby player, someone who's still in the programming community? I have a senior dog. There's just like a ton of things that I feel like I'm involved in. House plan Obsessed is there something there that i could do that would just be really fun to work on because the listeners know this but like i used to be in marketing i used to have this like whole business personality before i became a programmer and part of me just kind of wants to flex it a little bit spend some time and so the propensity will Brittany. why don't you launch a SaaS company would that make more sense i know how to write code and i think i could do that but i don't find it nearly as risky or as interesting, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. And the risk, it's probably a little bit more exciting and a little bit more room to grow because it's riskier, right?
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Because it's going to be a situation where I'm going to come up with a prototype for an idea. And I, I literally think I'll end up like 3D printing something, going to Joan Pratherks and hot gluing something. <laughs> and, just, and then just go out to my friends and family and be like, hey, what do you think of this thing? And like, I can't really do that with software, can I? Right. And so like- I don't want to try it. I might fail. I probably will fail, but at least I can say I tried.
1: Well, the good news is that like 3D printing, a lot of that stuff has gotten so much easier in the last 10 years because it used to be you'd have to find like a mill or a fabric shop or a sewing shop or something. Like You'd have to find multiple suppliers to do all that stuff before you could even start to do anything. That's very exciting. It's interesting. I look forward to hearing or learning more when the time
0: comes. If I ever have a product launch, I will certainly let you know at least. Okay. <laughs> I'll have you plug it on the show for me.
1: <laughs> yes, I will happily plug it on the show for you. Yeah. Cool. So, as we look at the podcast over the last 5 years, what are some moments that were that you're particularly proud of?
0: Yeah, I have a couple for sure. When I started, there was only a couple shows in the Ruby space at all, and as I've hosted, that number has only grown, which I think is really great. I'm proud of some specific episodes because before the Ruby and Rails shows, they didn't really talk to one another. And so at one point, I reached out to a bunch of them and said like, hey, we should do like a massive crossover episode. And so episode 379 mega crossover episode with the bike shed, Rails with Jason, Remote Ruby, and the Ruby on Rails podcast was just a lot of fun. I ended up being the moderator for it. And I really love the camaraderie that came from that. And that kind of expanded, too, because there was a couple podcasts in the past that would do live recordings from conferences, and then that kind of fell by the wayside. And so I was the one who reached out to the conferences and said, like, hey, I want to bring this back. So episode 469, we've done a couple panels, but 469 is probably my most proud moment. That was RailsConf 2023, a Ruby community podcast live. That's when we got to have Paul in person. He did an amazing job with the audio, got to co-host it with Jason Charns, and we just brought on multiple guests. And that was just a lot of fun. And then just a recurring theme with Jason Charns, episode 454, RubyConf at home. So this is where RubyConf reached out and asked us to do a live podcast panel. And that was with the Hanami Core team, which I loved that episode because the Hanami Core team very rarely spoke to each other synchronously. And we had all the core team members. We got to see them interact, which was really cool. And it also kind of was a nice move for us. I mean, it's called the Ruby on Rails podcast, but we've had several episodes over the years about Hanami, about things that are not inherently Rails. And so I was definitely, in particular, proud of those episodes. And then this has been a big theme for me, at least. And I'll be asking you whether or not you'll do the same. But there's many people in the Ruby and Rails community that made their podcast debut on this show. And some of them have gone on to create podcasts, or they become big on the conference circuit and things like that. And so I'm really particularly proud of that. And then we've created some really fun traditions on the show that didn't exist before. You know, the holiday buying guide with Nick, New Year's resolutions with Gemma, hiring updates from Brian, which tend to be like our highest listened to shows. And I'm just going to have fond memories of recording episodes in my tiny closet that Paul convinced me I no longer needed to do (laughs) and recording with a broken ankle because I was able to be connected with people without leaving the house. And then it's weird. I look back fondly to recording during the pandemic. We had nowhere to go. And so this was like that opportunity to connect with people. And so some of those episodes were just really special. As an engineering manager or an engineer, too much of your time gets sucked up with downtime issues, troubleshooting, and error tracking. How can you spend more time shipping code and less time putting out fires? This is a question I'm always asking myself. Well, Honey Badger is how. It's a suite of monitoring tools made specifically for developers. It's the only system that combines error monitoring, uptime monitoring, and cron and heartbeat monitoring into one clean, fast interface. Sure. You can get familiar with any interface, but why waste your time learning some Frankenstein interface that looks like an airline cockpit when what you need is clarity and speed? You won't know if Honeybadger will really save you time and trouble until you can see how it works in your own toolchain. With two lines of code and five minutes, you can see for yourself. Honeybadger automatically hooks into popular web frameworks like Ruby on Rails, job systems, authentication libraries, and front-end JavaScript. Imagine fixing errors before your users can even report them. Five minutes of your time with a free trial is all it takes to see if it will work for you. It just might be the best five minutes you've spent in a long while. Check out HoneyBadger.io.
1: Yeah, I think in particular, I really like getting multiple podcasts together. Like I think some of my favorite episodes, I saw the one at RubyConf Mini. I'm giving a talk on Thursday. I still remember that name.
0: (laughs) We were all giving a talk on Thursday. The irony, and I don't know if we've talked about this on the show, is that I was on the wait list. And so everybody on the panel was giving a talk on Thursday, but I was not. And then I got called up from the wait list and gave a talk on Thursday. So like, (laughs) then it was just such great timing.
1: Yeah. So I think I saw one at RailsConf Portland. Yes,
0: you sure did. We were in a tiny room. No one could find it, but it happened and it was a great episode.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. I think now, thanks so much. I think again. I speak for the audience when I say, we will miss you, and you've done an amazing job on this podcast, and it's been great having you to listen to over the years. But now I will turn it over to you, and you can ask me questions, and the audience can get to know me.
0: Wonderful. So, listeners, you are in such good hands. If you were lucky enough to go to RubyConf Mini, Elise led a panel there, and it was just absolutely incredible. We mentioned it at the beginning. It's not recorded, but you have to trust me. It was a very special experience. Elise is a great interviewer, very organized, and I just know is going to take the podcast in a great direction. So Elise, I have to ask, what are you most excited about hosting the show?
1: So I think the thing that I'm most excited about is getting more chances to interact with the community and getting to talk to more people in the community and getting to share those conversations. I think that's probably the thing that is the most exciting about taking over is being able to interact with the community in that way. I think It's also a good opportunity to take this thing that is such a good area of the community and contribute to it. I think that's also very exciting. It's a little scary, but it's also exciting. So yeah, I mean, I think that those are the big things that I'm going to be contributing to the community in a way that I kind of haven't before. And that's fun and new and exciting.
0: I do want to note that Elise is coming into this with entirely a professional microphone setup. (laughs) I was on like a $10 microphone. It was like really, really shameful. So like already you're in good hands, listeners. I will say that I've had people approach me and say, hey, I want to start a podcast. What's it like to grow an audience? And I'm like, I don't know. I inherited one. (laughs) But there is a responsibility to holding on to that audience. And that's a different challenge than creating something new and finding loyal listeners. For me, when I started back in 2018, the podcast had been dormant for six months. I'm sure people had unsubscribed. And so, you know, came back from the ashes. The nice thing about this is the handoff between you and me is going to be just so smooth. And I'm just very excited about that. I feel like this is an example of like good transition.
1: Thank you. Yeah, there is a certain aspect of responsibility that I feel towards it because it has such a devoted audience to the podcast. And like, I do take the responsibility to that audience very seriously. And I'm excited to do well by the listeners.
0: Well, I think a big question that everybody is probably wondering, least is what, if anything, is going to change about the show?
1: That is a great question. So in the short term, I don't think much is going to change. I think you are also very organized and very kind of methodical. And I've pretty much stolen your episode outline. I think I'm going to run essentially the same format. We're going to have guests on. We're going to hear from interesting people who've got interesting perspectives or who are doing fun or cool things in the community, I think that's not going to change. That's all going to stay the same. I think the things that will change is that I'm a different host. And so I might have a different conversational style or I might approach those conversations differently, but I don't think it'll be too different in the short term. And I don't have a lot that I'm going to change as I start to get my kind of feet under me with the podcast. I can say that I do typically, like anytime I take something new on, I have this like three month marker where I like look back and just see what was working and what isn't working. So, I probably will have a better answer to this question in December than I do right now. (laughs) (laughs) I think one question I have
0: for you is I inherited the obsessively naming the episodes and I've done that for almost 250 episodes. So like you continue numbering the episodes or will you maybe strip that?
1: So right now my plan is to just keep numbering the episodes and to keep naming them kind of good names or fun names. We did say at the beginning that I'm very fond of puns. So it is possible that I might try to work puns into the podcast names. I think that might be a big difference. There's probably going to be like 100% more puns in the episodes because sometimes I can't help myself.
0: Can I give you a goal that I never hit that I think that you can hit? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I never had an episode with all the co hosts on. Isn't that crazy?
1: Oh, that would be a great episode.
0: Episode yeah. 500 is 11 away.
1: Yeah, that's a good 500, like a retrospective with all the mm-hmm. co hosts. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. And now okay. we've said it on the podcast. So now we're sort of <laughs> committed.
0: <laughs> Might be a great idea. And I will say, you that with this switch, you're going to get some episodes from Nick. As the listeners know, we did select our winner for Rails World. So congratulations to the winner. But Nick will be going to Rails World and recording a couple episodes from there. So you'll see those in your feed as well. But I know Elise already has a list of guests that she's already reached out to or have already reached out to her. So definitely all the information on the Ruby on Rails podcast website will now point to Elise. So if you are interested, definitely reach out to Elise. Speaking of, will the audience get a chance to meet you at any conferences coming up?
1: Yes, I will be at Rocky Mountain Ruby in October. I'm in Colorado and that's just over in Boulder. So I will be there for those two days. And then I will also be at RubyConf San Diego. And I will be very excited to talk to people and get to see everyone there as well. Oh, I cannot wait
0: for the time when you go to a conference and somebody recognizes you from your voice. It's the best.
1: That will be fun. I think it would be surprising at first, right? You'd Mm -hmm. be like,
0: oh yeah, I guess you would. So how can people find you online and like pretty much get to know you better, Elise?
1: Yeah, so I am mostly off of social media. I am still on LinkedIn and that's like a good way to connect for professional things. I do have a blog that I update about every other week, sometimes every third week, depending on how things are going. And then I'm on Strava. If anybody's on Strava, they can come. Yeah. <laughs> but that's kind of given up on Twitter and Mastodon and all of the social media stuff. So look for me at Elise Wonderful. I'll we'll have a link in the show notes, too.
0: Absolutely. So Elise has given me the space to say my goodbye. So I'm kind of like gearing up and I'm going to say my goodbye listeners. So as I sit here recording this, I can hardly believe it has come to this moment after five incredible years of sharing stories, insights, laughter and code with all of you. I've come to this crossroads, and really, it is it is time for me to depart, but I am a bit sad about it. When I started this journey half a decade ago, I had no idea where it was going to lead, and I embarked on this with a desire just to connect with the Ruby on Rails community and feel like I belonged. While this may be the end of my hosting tenure on the Ruby on Rails podcast, it is certainly not the end of our connection. You are in great hands with Elise. Please continue to listen and support this amazing show and the other shows in our community. I want to genuinely thank the co-hosts, Paul, guests, sponsors, and anyone else who has helped me along the way. May you always remember me by what is your developer origin story. Hello, everyone. This is Brittany Martin, and I have some exciting news to share. I'm officially the new host of this podcast. Welcome to the the show. You've been listening to the Rupi on Rails podcast. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded to stay in the loop on Ruby on Rails and open source software.
1: While you're at it, please leave us a review. And thank you for listening.